the big brewer. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master <laughs> Marcus Zill. The rat line at the Virginia Military Institute. It's a rite of passage for incoming cadets and something you only want to go through once. Being a rat, it's, it, it has its good days and it has its bad days. Bad days, you know, you can do a lot of push-ups. Experience the rat line. Oh, rats. Joining us today in the Student Union from Buena Vista, Virginia, Pastor Mark Schrader from Concordia Lutheran Mission. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I am doing fantabulous. Although Buena Vista, it seems like it should be Buena Vista. Yeah, well, that was the first mistake I made at a church council meeting. When I said <laughs> Buena Vista. Is it, You're not from here, are you, Pastor? <laughs> Where is Buena Vista? Buena Vista is in Rockbridge County. It's six miles away from Lexington, where there's two colleges that we'll be talking about, I think. Yep. And we're right in between uh, Roanoke and Stanton along the uh, Blue Ridge uh, Mountains. And we are about an hour away from West Virginia. So we're on the west part of the state. It's so kind of west central. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful country. Been there how long? I have been here since 2001. The reason why I invited you on, you are the pastor working with uh, students as you're able at the Washington and Lee and Virginia Military Institute that are right there nearby. Yep. We're going to talk about the journey of, of one of your one of the students that you did have a chance to run into and work with and catechize, and God be praised for that. But you kind of have your own journey of sorts of how you even came into the LCMS yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, it was more, Marcus, of coming back to the Lutheran Church Missouri oh, okay. Synod. I was born in uh, southern Minnesota. My father was a member of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, okay. and I was baptized at St. Paul's. And then Dad became an FBI agent, and his first major transfer was New York. And okay. New York in 1955-56 didn't have any Wisconsin Synod congregations. No. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. So they, so Who would have thought that? So they went to the next best thing, the Missouri Synod. Sure, okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I grew up in the Missouri Synod, confirmed in the Missouri Synod congregation outside of a uh, suburb of uh, Chicago, and I'm right now looking at my confirmation photo in my study. Um, that confirmation class in 1968 had 66 confirmands. Um, wow, and... I thought I had a big cl I had 52 in mine. Oh, wow, wow, that's we, good. We are, we, are, we are products of enormous churches. Everybody else is going, what? We haven't had that in our entire congregation's history. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, I've, uh, this room we're in is also a bedroom, and I guess our guest bedroom, and, and cadets come in here and study and all that, and they just loved looking at that photo. I think it's cool that you have a photo like that. Most most pastors out there don't have, you know, they have pictures from the, their seminary class or their right. 
their credentials with their diploma up there. Uh, they don't usually put their confirmation photo up there. I think that's cool. Um, and so I uh, felt I had the call then to, to, to become a pastor. And uh, we were living in Milwaukee at the time. And uh, I was encouraged by my pastor uh, at Brookfield Lutheran to go into Concordia Junior College in Milwaukee. And uh, that was 1972. The 1973, the schism happened at uh, the seminary uh, yes. in St. Louis. And I being at the time, uh, this is still the 60s, if you will, more liberal and kind of radical, um, was more sympathetic with those who walked out. Okay. I graduated from Concordia Senior College in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Wow. Uh, You're dating yourself was, a little I, bit here. I, I know. I was the last, we were the last class that was at the, at Fort Wayne when it was just the senior college. Next my dad was, was a product of that, uh, of that place. Oh, and wow. uh, they actually had cadets there. Oh, did they really? I didn't yeah. I have that. pictures oh. of my, oh. of my father at Concordia, Concordia junior college. I'm sorry. Whatever the whatever the one is that's down wherever Indiana Tech is now in Fort Wayne, and and uh, they they actually got up had military exercises the whole thing I got pictures uh, of him walking around with his sword and all this kind of stuff stuff you could never get away with today except at VMI and places like it yeah exactly but anyways I digress so yeah um, after senior college uh, decided that I'd go to Seminex in St Louis. And then my first call was out to Long Island, uh, duly member congregation, LCMS and AELC, Association of Evangelical Lutheran Churches. And so for the next uh, 30 years, I was an ELCA pastor. How did you end up in Missouri again then? Well, with the uh, controversy on uh, same-sex marriage in uh, 2008, 2009, mm. it was really rough at the, my last ELCA congregation here in Lexington, Virginia. And I tried to, um, I wanted to track them into the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod. And they, the church council finally made a decision. They gave me two weeks to leave. Hmm. That was in the year 2009. And so, but part of the, from 2001 to 2009 here at uh, Good Shepherd ELCA, mm -hmm. uh, I did campus ministry at, uh, again, as you mentioned, Washington Lee University and Virginia Military Institute. In fact, I remember meeting you. I think you came when I was involved with Higher Things. You came to one of our conferences. In, was in it? Uh, Bris Bristol, Knox wasn't it? Knoxville. Or, Knoxville, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Knoxville. Yeah, that's, and I was, uh, I don't think I was in colloquy yet. Right, right. And Because um, that's where um, we met. And, and I've met very fine cadets and WNL students, and I have so many stories about them. But I was always impressed with the Missouri Synod students because they would come to church and not commune. Hmm. And then I offered to contact their pastors, and they so said, you were okay, impressed you with do? their discipline. Their their look, you know, their discipline. That yeah, you guys are different, but I'm coming here to church. I appreciate I'm you, pastor, but I'm not commuting. Yeah, but I would call up their pastors and um, assure them that I. It wasn't a wacko. I sure. was trying to be confessional Lutheran, etc. And then the pastors would usually give them permission to commune while they were going to college. Because you were pretty much the only show in town. At the oh, time. the only show in town. No, yeah, and here, and great. here, the closest Missouri Synod congregations are uh, the two are our our way. Sure. So, um, so then I in, in 2009 I was asked to leave, and about 25 of us left, including two WNL students. 
um, they came with us. Hmm. Um, and one of them was WNL the being Washington and Lee. And Lee, sorry about That's that. Right. Or, uh, and one of them, uh, EW, eventually became a member of the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod. And so we formed then under the auspices of Good Shepherd Lutheran in Roanoke, Pastor Keith Beasley, Concordia Lutheran Mission. I went through colloquy. And so I continued, obviously, campus ministry. WNL has changed a little bit in the last uh, uh, 18 years. Um, and we were getting our first WNL student, by the way, this fall. In, in seven eight years, but so now the mission had, the mission has been there ten, since two thousand nine. Okay, uh, two thousand ten actually. And this this is so. I mean, Good Shepherd probably wasn't that big to begin with, and now now your mission. This is this is a small church. Yeah, it's a small church, very small. The mission is small. Um, we've li- we've been now in uh, three locations. Uh, currently, we are using facilities at uh, the sanctuary of Ben Salem Presbyterian Church. Now, because they have church on Sundays, we meet on Saturdays at sure. 5 p.m. now. You do what you have to. Uh, and so we've had uh, more VMI cadets coming. Um, we currently have uh, four cadets who worship with us. And what is your is norm- a- what's a normal Sunday? 8 to 10. Wow. And that, that's not including the cadets. So here we are. Now, I want to give you some cr- serious credit for this. Here you are. You leave You leave the LCA. You're still in the area. You want to stay in the area. You, Pastor um, Beasley, and kudos to him for helping you to do this as a labor of love. In what is, this is not Lutheran territory, obviously. No. This is not, you, you, you can't throw a stone and hit a Lutheran or probably people that know what one is. Right. No, um, the closest you can get is Roanoke, where um, Roanoke College is. It's the second oldest Lutheran college in the United States, an ELCA college. But outside of that, no, it's uh, the area is, believe it or not, very heavily Presbyterian, and sure. not just uh, United Presbyterian Church, but uh, Associate Reformed Presbyterian, and the Presbyterian Church in America. Also, there's a lot of brethren congregations here, and there's a sizable Mormon population. Are there a lot of are there a lot of cisterns there too? A lot of what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's that's the ELCA <laughs> cisterns. <laughs> oh boy. So, but this this is not long. This is not. And then there's lots of pockets. I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. If you leave Albuquerque, you got to go 100 miles to you know 100 miles from the metro area to find the next maybe 50 miles to find the next church. Yeah. So yeah. this isn't strong. And that obviously presents a lot of challenges, but I, what I want, the reason why I wanted to get you on the program today is to talk about why this is so important to hang on to these, not just for the sake of students, but to hang on to having a solid confessional Lutheran presence in a place it'd be a lot of people out there would say, well, just write it off, go someplace where there's more Lutherans. It'll be easier. Why right. stick it out? Why is it so important that we're there? I think it's important that we're there because of the Lutheran witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm. The gospel um, with no strings attached. That is, it's not about my decision for Jesus, but God's decision in Christ for us. Mm-hmm. And that's totally different than so many of the other church bodies around here. I mean, I, I, in, in thinking about 
this interview, Marcus, you know, I couldn't help but saying this is basically a hotbed of pietism, Hmm. Um, uh, liberal and conservative. Now, the conservative pietists I can get along with a lot more. They believe in Jesus. Um, But it's it's so centered on ourselves Mm -hmm. as opposed to Christ and his gifts to us. Um, God esteems God's service to us, um, not our service to him in the liturgy. Um, that is a result of um, his gifts of his body and blood for us. That is totally different than anything else here um, in Rockbridge County. Hmm. And, you know, people often think that, uh, you know, well, one person can't make a difference. And I always like to say, well, you know, tell that to the Ethiopian eunuch, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he goes back and tells Ethiopia about Christ. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, that, that's the, really the roots of the church in yeah. Ethiopia. Yeah. Was dude, we have a, dude going yeah, up to a, Jerusalem, coming back with a scroll. Hey, buddy, over, hey, buddy, how, you know, can you help me out and understand this? And boom, they're, I mean. Yeah. And we have a poster in our living room right now from an a, um, art gallery, uh, art museum's uh, display of Ethiopian Coptic icons. Hmm. And and think about Makani Jesus and how many Lutherans there are in Ethiopia now. And that is Makani Jesus for our listeners. That's the the, the main national um, now Lutheran Lutheran Church in Ethiopia, which is the largest Lutheran body in the world. Yeah, there's more. Isn't there more Lutherans in Ethiopia than there are in the United States? Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on how you count the ELCA, but but oh, there's yeah, there's right. like eight million or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. and you put that in perspective, that's, you know, three and a half, four times the size of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Yeah. But the point is, is that the Ethiopian, you know, one person's witness. And, and, and now, that granted, person... it was Philip. He was a, he was an apostle. Okay. Apostle, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. But the bottom line is God can do wondrous things through those small, those yeah. small influences. And, you know, I even, this is how, even though, and I, I, the reason why I bring this up is because I've grown increasingly tired of hearing people out there who've thought about doing campus ministry, try to do campus ministry, and then think, ah, you know, there just aren't that many here. You know, we set this up and only a couple came. Well, you know, thank God for those that did. Oh, yeah. What if Philip had said, you know, well, God, why should I go over to that that chariot? There's only one guy in there reading. Because I I have a connection to, I was at St. Andrews in Laramie, and soon after I left, you ended up with a student... Who went to St. Andrews in Laramie that's from your neck of the woods. Yes, exactly right, Katie. And uh, she said, yeah, I went to St. Andrews, and I met Pastor Mark Boyce, and I had confirmation with him for a couple of years, and now I'm a Lutheran. And she is so thankful that when she comes and visits her family here, there's a Missouri Synod congregation here in this neck of the woods. And you have, and this is where I really want to focus, you have, you have a gal— a really fascinating story about why this is so essential. You said that sometimes you might have three or four of the cadets or whatnot, but tell us about this one special cadet that you had a chance to uh, uh, to catechize and confirm this last year. Sure, um, she's a, her name's Heather. She's a cadet at uh, Virginia Military Institute, and three years ago, um, it was matriculation at VMI, the beginning of what we call f- our, our freshman year of college. In VMI, it's your, called your rat year, and uh, yeah, it's matriculation, a different place. <laughs> a different place. And uh, uh, if you ever want to see a great movie about VMI, 
uh, see if you can find Brother Rat, starring Ronald Reagan. Oh, wow. And, and it's a good 1930s, early 40s portrayal of VMI. In lots of ways, it hasn't changed all that much. Uh, you know uh, what? I, I have to say it's kind of nice that there are things that haven't changed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Kudos to anything um, that doesn't change anymore. Yeah. So I was at, we were at matriculation, and um, uh, this man comes in, uh, tall, six foot three, six foot four, long hair, uh, looked like a old hippie from the six, or younger type hippie from the sixties, and uh, uh, he comes over and he introduces himself. Hi, I'm uh, uh, Mr. Brown, and uh, uh, we started talking. And his daughter has uh, uh, come uh, to VMI. And they're from Sydney, Australia, though he and his wife um, are, grew up in Texas. And that's where um, Heather, that's the cadet, uh, her grandparents, all her family's from. And one of the things that he made, a, Mr. Brown made a special point of saying, I want Heather to have confirmation. Wow. And uh, because he told me where they are in Australia, in Sydney, the closest Lutheran church is far away, and I think because of that, they just haven't stayed too connected sure. to uh, the Lutheran church in their part of Australia. And so I said, okay, and then Heather started to come to church with us. Now, at VMI, your rat year, you go through the rat line. Um, for instance, you have to eat at attention. So this is basically rat years, freshman year, and this is like freshman from, orientation right. kind of vmi from orientation the, for rats well it's more than that it's like a military formation it's like boot camp okay and so from your matriculation that afternoon they say take leave the cadets take leave of their new rats take leave of their parents and then the, the next week is hell week okay where they're totally incommunicado from any they take their um, even their cell phones away from them and they start just screaming at them, military drills, the whole nine yards. Well, this type of stuff goes on until January. And so one of the programs that the whole town of Lexington does and all of its churches and if there, you know synagogues and if there's a mosque, sure. there isn't one, um, is adopt a rat. And so what <laughs> I, I can't believe they could get away with calling like girls rats, but I. I oh I, yeah, yeah. That's... In fact, you might you might like this. In your rat year, right? Those people in your classmates in your rat year are forever called your BRs, brother rats. And I've asked two female cadets when I was at Good Shepherd, why not sister rats? And both these women just looked at me and just like with a scowl. No, Pastor. <laughs> it's Brother Rat. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, okay. Well, that's what you get for I, trying I, I to be PC. Great, by the way. What's that? <laughs> that's what you get for trying to be PC. I know. I, I'm trying to be ELCA. It's kind of, it's kind of, I was just being curious. It's refreshing. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right. Um, and so they, we had, had, and so they're free to go to church on Sundays. So, you know, we got about two minutes here. It's spent at eight o'clock. So anyway, so that becomes really special. And so Heather said, yes, I want confirmation. And so for two years, we went through confirmation. Um, and this past summer, I get a, a wonderful um, uh, text from her grandmother in Waco, Vicki, of how much 
Heather has grown in the faith, how Vicki is so thankful for Concordia Lutheran Mission here and all that they've done for, for her. Um, and that she's down there right now in Waco. She was baking cakes for the LWML uh, convention. Uh, she and Grandma were talking about the Christian faith and how she, uh, Heather was so thankful that um, that Concordia Lutheran Mission was there for her. And she didn't mind coming even though it's a small church? Nope. Hmm. Nope. And... Uh, uh, no, she wants to be. Vicky well, said she wants to be a part of a larger. Well, we'd all community. love to have more people, of course. And and me too. Uh, my wife and I, when I read that to Natalie, she said, "Yeah, yeah, you'd like <laughs> to have too. fifty Heather's. That'd be great." Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, that's still uh, pray. But that, you know, you know kudo, kudos to those you know those college students that don't listen to what all the experts say that say that they only want to go places where it's big and glitzy and and all those types of things, and they actually want to hear the truth of God's word. And I, and I just want to say to you, Mark, um, and tell your people this, and if they're listening, you know, um, I, I have always had a, a heart for our smaller campus ministries. where, And I always tell people, we have campus ministry where people have the gospel and they care enough about college students, and that's precisely what you're doing. And God be praised for every yes. Katie or Heather, or any one of these cadets. You know, we always sit here and think about numbers, numbers, numbers. Uh, but the church has built one of these young people at a time, and who knows what kind yeah. of impact and influence they can have yeah. wherever they go next. And Do so you have enough time, Marcus, for one more sure. story here? You, when you, you uh, emailed me today, I was at Kroger buying stuff, <laughs> uh, the grocery store, and I got a text from one of our current cadets, James, from a non-church background, but with some church Lutheran uh, in his background. Um, and he texted me this, I'm reading. I have an amazing story for you. My great-great-grandmother had five children die in infancy at the turn of the century. She wanted to have a child so bad, she prayed and promised the Lord if her child survived, she would make sure he devoted his life back to the church. My great-grandfather was born in a few months later and is the one who became a Lutheran pastor doing mission work in New Guinea. Apparently, my great-grandmother swears that all that happened because of her prayer. Then I wrote, what a blessing, James. Thanks for telling me your family story. James, hmm. it just made me think about you, you all, and how lucky I am to have found you guys. I wouldn't have had this connection now with my family without this. Hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, um, and he's a really he, – he, he speaks fluent German. Um, uh, and I think Marcus, the other thing where, where Missouri Synod, we have to double down campus ministry because of the rise of the nuns. Yeah. Um, N O N E S and all those surveys, the number of those that, that list, uh, no come into school that they have no church or any real religious background whatsoever. Yeah. And James was looking, I think he wanted to find his identity. And, and this young man, cadet, with uniform, now, of course, he's not receiving communion, but he comes up to receive a blessing. And now we do continuous distribution because there's no communion rail at this Presbyterian church. Sure. And one day, he does a full, he kneels in front of me to receive the blessing. Hmm. And, and that's the way he does it every time. Hmm. I mean, I've never seen anyone do that. I didn't encourage him to do that. He just did it. 
Um, I've, I've it, seen uh, that in, in places. That it's it's clearly a right. sign of, of he was taught to kneel, and whether there's a rail or not, he's going to do it. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. care what anybody else says. Yeah, exactly right. Which is the but, most refreshing thing, that he's more interested in honoring his Lord than people yep. going, what's he doing? Why is he doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, and of course, for the, our little congregation, that's just quite a witness to him. Sure. Um, so, well, Mark, I, uh, I hate to, to break us off here. I could talk about this forever because, you know, and, and you, you've underscored why I wanted to talk to you about how, the importance right. of how many wonderful things can happen and continue to happen in the smallest of places and by the in the simplest of circumstances, simply by being faithful and being there and demonstrating that we care enough to share the gospel with those that are around us, including college students. Thank you for all you do. We look forward to catching up with you down the line. Thank you, Marcus, for all you do. Hey, Speedy. Hola, Bugs. You said you took care of the rat problem. I'm not a rat. I'm a mouse. <laughs> Consult the Book of Armaments. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfu.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. <laughs>